Hello, and welcome to the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman community, where you will be empowered to propel in all aspects of your purpose, and no sister is left behind. Sit back and relax, grab your journal and pen, pour you a cup of coffee or tea, and go on this journey to self-discovery and growth in the Lord. Hello, Purpose Propellers. We are back. (laughs) Welcome back. And I am glad that you are tuning in today, wherever you are. So we are still in our series entitled Navigating Singleness, Living This Season with Intention, where we'll talk about the joys and the challenges and the purpose of being single from a Christian perspective. And so last week we talked about how we needed to dismantle the stigma of singleness and how we as singles can start to show others the joy that we have in living this life. And so today's theme is challenging challenging society's expectations of us as singles. We are going to examine the societal pressures and the expectations surrounding relationships and marriage, and we're going to discuss how these uh, can influence our perception of singleness. So I believe that the first thing that we need to challenge is relationship timeline pressure. Because I know we all feel it, right? When you reach a certain age, and I kind of talked about this before, you start hearing questions like, well, do you want to get married? Are you really ready for marriage? Why are you still single? What's wrong with you? Or you start to hear things like, if you're still single at a certain age, then something else must be wrong with you. Or you get, I don't trust people that are a certain age and don't have kids. Like, it's just, it's insane. The stuff that I hear about us is insane, right? And society would tell us that if we're still single by a certain age, then we are likely to not settle down and have children. And I say that that's a lie. Now, for those of us that do want children, you know, we're like, um, no, I'm ready to settle down and have kids. (laughs) For those that don't want any, that have children and don't want any more, maybe you're like, hey, I need to find somebody that doesn't want any more children, you know? And then there are those out there that don't want children at all. And that's completely okay. So, you know, society will have a predetermined timeline for us for finding a partner, getting married and starting a family. And this can cause us as women to put pressure on ourselves, which means we can increase our chances of just settling for anyone instead of being with our purpose partner, being with our destiny spouse, right? So let's talk about the illusion of timeline pressure because I think that's important. The timeline pressure is an illusion and society will often impose a sense of urgency for us to find that partner, to get married and to start that family. But if we succumb to this pressure, then it can have potential negative effects on our self-worth and our decision-making. And so most women, not all, but most women desire to get married in like their early 20s and 30s and to start having families right away or within a year or two of marriage. That was me. I knew I was going to be married by 25. 
I'm in my late 30s, so clearly that didn't happen, <laughs> right? So if it doesn't happen, then it could be a major hit to a woman's self-esteem. And it was to mine for, for a good while. Um, and the Lord had to work those things out in me. And so if, it, if we take a hit to our self-esteem, then we can start to think that we aren't good enough. We can think that we're not pretty enough or that we don't have enough to attract a man. And that's absolutely not the truth. And so again, society will also tell us that the prime age for marriage for women is between 28 and 32. However, we have to remember that God's time is not the world's time. And I know that's always a concept that may be hard to understand or is frustrating for most women. It's like, okay, well, God, hurry up. Like, if your time is not my time, then can your time hurry up? You know, and I understand that sentiment. Been there. So Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one says, for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And so being single is a season. It's a season that we have to learn to maximize before moving on to the next one. You know, while you're still in this season, maybe there are a series of decisions you have to make. Maybe there are places you need to go. Maybe there are people you have to encounter. And maybe parts of your purpose need to be fulfilled while you're still single. So being influenced by the illusion of the marriage timeline can also make you make unwise decisions when it comes to picking men. And oftentimes, you know, if you have been single for a long time, again, like me, (laughs) if you have been single for a long time, then if someone shows interest in you, you may just go ahead and go with them, even though you may not really like them. And you may make that decision because you don't want to be alone for the rest of your life. And a lot of us don't. A lot of us don't want to be alone for the rest of our lives. But we can't allow the illusion of timeline pressure to pressure you into being with someone that you probably shouldn't be with, you know? And when we do stuff like this, I don't know if you all have heard the term mercy dating, but mercy dating is like when someone shows interest in you and even though you're really not feeling it, you go out with them anyway because you think that he could grow on you (laughs) or the famous line that he quote unquote has potential, right? And so you mercy date. And then next thing you know, you're like, wait a minute, how did I get in this relationship and how can I get out? (laughs) So, and then when you're trying to get out, then you're dealing with what we talked about in the last episode, your, your emotions, You're dealing with your emotions, you're dealing with your mind, and you're dealing with having to try to pull yourself maybe out of depression because of what may have went down in the relationship. So society's timelines could influence you to not make sound decisions. But James chapter one, verse five says that if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. So when a potential comes your way, you should always look at them through the lens of the Lord, 
<laughs> Look at them through the lens of the Lord. So when you're asked out on a date and you're having conversation with a guy and it seems to be going well, while you're engaging in that conversation, I typically internally am going, okay, Lord, this seems like a nice guy. Okay. All right, God, show me anything in this conversation that I may need to uh, be aware of and give me an indication if I need to back out. <laughs> like, let me know if I do not need to go on this date or not. So that's the internal discussion that I'm having while I'm having the external discussion with the guy. And listen, the Lord will answer you because there are times where I have been like, okay, God, show me in this conversation if I need to go ahead and back out, back away. And next thing I know, the, the guy will say something and I'm like, oh, there it is. Nope, this ain't for me, right? <laughs> so the Lord will let you know if you ask him, but you have to give him the opportunity even while you're in the moment. So just take that time internally to just kind of pray and ask for the Lord's wisdom in the situation. Because a lot of issues um, before relationships start <laughs> could be thwarted just by seeking God first in the conversation before pulling the trigger on, you know, going on that particular date. So always give God the opportunity to say something. You know, this is why it's important to be able to hear from him. So how do we not succumb to societal pressures and the social timelines that are placed on us as single women? I am so glad you asked because I have an answer for you. <laughs> so we're going to talk about three things, three points on how we don't succumb to these societal pressures. Number one, stop comparing yourself to others. It ain't worth it. Number two, change your perspective. I am going to say that all season, so you are probably going to get annoyed with me change your perspective. <laughs> and number three, recognize that you are a whole person and not a half of a person. You are whole. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's talk about comparison first. So we've all heard the phrase, uh, comparison kills, I'm sure. Right. And so to compare means to examine the character or qualities of, especially in order to discover resemblances or differences. Again, it means to examine the character or qualities of, especially in order to discover resemblances or differences. And so women tend to do this a lot when we're looking at another woman's life, right? So you may look at another woman's uh, social status. You may see her clothes. You may see her family status and things of that nature. And so we tend to look at other people to see if their life seems worse <laughs> or better than ours. And we shouldn't be doing that because when you compare yourself with someone else, you're essentially saying that the path that God has you on and the way that you are wired and built isn't enough. And we never want to tell God that anything that he has done concerning us is not enough. And so you look through the lens of your own perceived insufficiencies and then say to yourself that someone else has it better. But they don't necessarily. So we know <laughs> that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And the journey that each of us are on is different. And we should embrace where we are. And we need to embrace that fully, believing that we'll continue to grow and evolve. Remember, that goes back to the first episode where I said that we should always be growing and evolving as single women. 
And so Galatians chapter one, verse 10 in the English standard version says, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Whew, that verse. Am I seeking the approval of man or of God? Am I trying to please man? Because if I'm trying to please man, then I won't, I can't consider myself a servant of, of Christ. And so if we're trying to please man, then that means we may be looking. And when I say man, I mean, even you, like yourself, if you're trying to just please yourself, you're going to look at someone else's life and go, oh, well, they got it so much better. How are they doing what they're doing? So I can try and copy what it is that they're doing. Our job is not to compare ourselves to other people and then try to copy what they do. Our role is to please God and to fulfill what he wants us to do. And so when we compare ourselves to others, it takes our eyes off of the one who can make our lives better. Why wouldn't we go to the one who created us and say, Lord, here's what's going on in my life. Can you give me a strategy? Can you give me some direction? Can you give me some instructions to be able to make it out of this and better my life? Why would your heavenly father not want to answer that request from you? his precious daughter. Remember that you have been bought with a price. You are expensive. I'm going to say it again. You are expensive and you should carry yourself as such, no matter what stage of life that you're in. If you're single, you're expensive. If you're married, you're expensive. <laughs> so don't devalue your own life by trying to compare yourself with someone else. You are valuable and no one else can compare themselves with the glory of God that is on your life. So stand strong and be firm in your confidence, knowing that you are royal because the word tells us that we are a royal priesthood. The word also tells us that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So that means we are royal because Jesus is royal. So there is nothing that you can't do and there is nothing that you can't have when your focus is on the Lord and him alone and not on trying to compare yourself to someone else. So I will end this point by saying, do not compare. Do not compare. All right, moving on to point number two, which was changing your perspective. So Romans chapter 12, verse two in the message Bible says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. So your life, your single life <laughs> is an offering before the Lord. And guess what? You have to place it before the Lord. You have to place your life before the Lord and say, God, my life is yours to do what you will with it, and I will do what you want me to do. So embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Embrace what it is that he's doing for you. Embrace the seasons that he has you in. 
Don't become so well adjusted to your culture, which is the culture of the world, that you fit into it without even thinking. You have to fix your attention on God because you'll be changed from the inside out when you do this. And then you also have to readily recognize what he wants from you. And then again, quickly respond to it. Because unlike the culture around us, <laughs> the culture around us is going to always try to drag us down to its level of immaturity. There's a lot of immature stuff going on in the world today, right? But God will bring out the best in us and he will develop well-formed maturity in us. So when he does that, it means that we're not to be so well-adjusted to culture and the society around us that it becomes our way of thinking. Culture would say that our still being single means that something is wrong with us. Culture would say that if you're over 30 and childless, that you're old and it may never happen. Culture would tell us that men think that we are too set in our way since we've been single for so long. And so now we're not even worthy of the pursuit. Well, guess what? Culture is wrong. Okay? Culture is wrong. Shift your perspective about being single. Being single is not a curse. We've already talked about it. Being single is a gift. And it's a gift that the Lord has given us. And it's a season that we should not begrudge, but embrace with joy. Because your perspective as a single should be one of joy. Because you and me, we have the opportunity to be in the Father's face. We can glean from him with no distractions. We can work on loving and valuing ourselves the way that he loves us. And we can pursue all of our dreams unhindered by other people's opinions, by what it is that we're trying to do. When the Lord gives us something, we have the freedom to just go ahead and do it. We can get up and go whenever we want. We can make our own financial decisions whenever we want. We can move whenever we want. There are so many things that are great about being single. We have to take the time to smell <laughs> and appreciate the roses in our own lives instead of looking for thorns. Why are you looking for thorns about being single? You ever think about it? When a woman gets a bouquet of roses, the first thing she does is bend down to smell them and go, mmm, these smell so good. She doesn't even acknowledge that there are thorns on the stem. So why are we acknowledging the thorns of being single? We are privileged to live this life. And I've taken these pauses so you can really think about it. We are privileged to live this life. <laughs> even though we want spouses, we're not entitled to have them. Okay, I know the uh, people say, you know, the word says that he will give us the desires of our heart, but the desires of our heart should reflect his desires. So does he desire you to get married? And if he does, why? Have you thought about that? Why do you want to be married? What would be the purpose of you being married? Do you want to be married just because you want to be able to, to, to have a good evening with your spouse? <laughs> Or do you want to be married because you know that there is a purpose that 
the Lord wants you to fulfill and that your husband could help to push that purpose forward as well as you pushing his purpose forward. Really examine yourself and figure out why do you even have the desire to be married? And then believe and trust God and ask him, ask him the question, Lord, I want to be married. Can you show me, this is a desire that's in my heart. Can you show me why you place this desire there? And allow God to show you. Because I don't think it would move us out of this season any quicker (laughs) if we're pouting, if we're whining, if we're complaining about being single, you know, rather we should be joyful, we should be ecstatic, and we should be grateful that we even have a life to live, one, that the Lord has put a purpose and a plan for our, has given us a purpose and a plan for our life too, and that we have the opportunity to fulfill the will in the kingdom of God by impacting others for his kingdom. So we have to change our perspective on, oh gosh, I'm still single. Why, 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 why? To, okay, Lord, you still have me here for a reason. Show me why. So I can fulfill your will for my life. So change your perspective. And then lastly, we're going to talk about how we are whole as a single person and we're not a half. So not succumbing to societal pressures means that just because you're single does not mean you're half of a person, okay? You are a whole person created in the image of God. So last time I checked, (laughs) God's image wasn't a half an image. It was a whole image because he was a whole God. So why do we treat ourselves like we're less than just because we don't have a significant other right now? Why do we think that being attached to another person means that we have significance? Being attached to another person does not mean that we have significance. We're significant now. (laughs) We're important now. We are needed now. We have a purpose now. And we are powerful now. And we carry the presence of God now. And we have worth and value now. Not later. We have all of these now. Not when we're married. We have all of these now. So sister, I say this with the most with the utmost love uh with the utmost love and respect. Act like it. act like it if your crown is tilted queen go ahead and straighten it if it fell to the ground go ahead and pick it back up and put it back on stand with your back straight and your head held up high because you are enough and you are special and you are supported There is nothing that you can't do, okay? There is nothing, nothing you can't do. You are the apple of God's eye and a jewel in his crown. Your name is written on his palm and he knows the number of hairs on your head. So if you're that significant to God, then why are you not that significant to you? Selah. Selah means to pause, to think about it, 
Why are you not that significant to you? Why would you consider yourself as half of a person and not a whole person? You can't expect someone else to see your significance if you can't even see your own. Why would you expect somebody else to deem you as worthy and special and having value and all of that when you don't even see that in yourself? You are a whole person. So don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Okay? So I hope that encouraged you. (laughs) I really do because I have to remind myself of that as well. Like, no. Lamika, you are a whole woman and you are a woman that is fully trying to be in the will of God and you are a woman that has worth and value and significance. Sometimes you have to do like uh, the Bible says and encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. And so I really pray that this encouraged you to challenge the expectations that society likes to place on single women And to know that whatever you are facing while you're still in this season, God has your back. So don't compare yourself to anyone. Change your perspective on how you view this particular season of your life. And then walk in your wholeness and let God do the rest. Thank you for listening to the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman podcast. Remember, ladies, that God loves you immensely. There are no bounds or restrictions to his love. Always seek his face, hear his voice, and live his word out loud. If you have any questions that you would like to hear addressed on this podcast, you can email at diary at confessionsofachristiansinglewoman.com or you can DM me and follow me at the Confessions of a Christian Single Woman Facebook page. And then also make sure you join the private Confessions of a Christian Single Woman community to continue this discussion. Because on Tuesday nights, while this season is running at 8 p.m. Eastern, we will meet live. What does that mean? That means you'll get to see my face and talk to me (laughs) and I will be able to see your face and talk to you in the private community. Okay. We'll be chatting about the episode and we'll be encouraging one another and building each other up in the process because this is the community that we're building. We have to build a community of sisters who are loving God, pursuing purpose and serving others. And so I hope I get a chance to meet you and see you in the community. Until next time, may the peace of the Lord go with you this week.